Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. I am Katyra Poland, CEO of Love for Words, which is an editing boutique for authors and writers. I am also the creator of the creator and hostess of Editor Knows Best, which is a podcast, again, for writers and authors. And we have a very special guest today. She is an alumna of uh, Virginia State University. She started writing at the tender age of nine. She started writing creative fiction stories, actually. Um, she also began writing poetry at 15 years old, and she fell in love with writing poetry, and she's been doing that ever since. She published her first book in 2012, um, a collection of God's word and motivation. She has published eight books so far, and she's also the owner of the River Rivers Girl brand, which has many facets, including Versify magazine. Thank you so much, um, Patrice Rivers, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit more about, you know, what motivated you to start writing? Actually, I was given a gift of writing. Um, I actually started at the age of nine, but just you know, being able to write at a young age with a very, very vivid imagination, you know, writing short stories. I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, one day I just, just started writing, you know, short fiction stories. I was at um, school when I started writing. And I had a lot of different, you know, short fiction stories. I would, what I would do, I was cut the paper into like a book form and then create a title for it, a title page for it. So that really kind of triggered my writing, my writing career. And like you mentioned, um, yes, I started writing poetry at the age of 15. And being that I started writing poetry at a young age, it just kind of took off from there. I didn't really write short fiction stories when I got into high school, it was more poetry throughout college and then of course, my parents were the ones who motivated me to actually start publishing my books. So that's why in 2012, I published my first book. And then, of course, the following year, um, another poetry book, um, Lyrical Passion Tears from My Inkwell in 2013. Then I decided to jump into a different genre, which is the children's books. Awesome, awesome. So, of course, um, the audience consists of, you know, all levels of writers, but primarily we're speaking to newer writers. Maybe they're working on their first or second book. So can you right. tell us about your experience uh, publishing your first book? My experience, well, of course, I didn't know anything about publishing <laughs> or marketing or anything because I was doing everything on my own. I wasn't really utilizing Facebook tools or I wasn't a part of groups back then um, as far as trying to figure out okay which publishing company should I go with should I self-publish I didn't know anything about self-publishing so what I did was I went on Google and I just kind of typed in publishing companies I don't know if I typed in Christian publishing companies I think that's what it was and then Westflow Press popped up I did my research a little bit and then went from there so it wasn't really too much research or, you know, talking to other people and networking with other people as far as my first book. I just jumped right into it. Um, as far as the process of it, it was pretty easy. I sent, you know, picture from my cover and everything, you know, that they needed 
for for them to make my book, you know, presentable and uploaded my manuscript. So it was a great feeling once it was published. But, you know, I wish I would have known more about more publishing companies, marketing, all that stuff, because that was the hardest part, you know, struggling with the marketing of my first book. So, yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a process. Yeah, of course. Um, I think it can, be, it can be overwhelming, but also exciting. So right. were you traditionally published or did you self-publish your first book? My first couple of books actually were traditional published. Um, my children's book, I went a different route, you know, networking more on Facebook as far as a poet, joined different poetry groups. And I ran across a guy, um, Bill, and he had owned his own publishing company, Inner Child Press. And I allowed him to publish my second book, the poetry book, and then one of my children's books. So of course he did a great job and I kept him. Matter of fact, he's publishing my uh, third children's book for September. So just oh, keeping awesome. him and, you know, because sometimes I do dibble and dabble between traditional and self-published. I started self-publishing about a few years back. It's, it's a very easy process for me because you're in control of your own project creativity you know as far as creating your own cover and setting your own price so self-publishing is easy but at the same time the marketing is always going to be a challenge unless you have like a big support team or mm-hmm. you know people that can actually help you push your book but you know traditional and self-publishing I would you know try both of them okay okay and is there one that you prefer over the other or And also, are there recommendations you would make to first-time authors as to whether they should go one way or the other? Now, if you're a first-time author and it's your first time publishing a book, I would, with my opinion, go with a traditional publishing company, um, Mm -hmm. do your research, of course, and just make sure that, you know, they can give you what you need. Because a lot of publishing companies do offer marketing on it it just depends on the package and the team some books some companies don't but for first time authors i would just suggest you know going with a traditional publishing company and then of course learning about self-publishing later but but for me personally i mean i like self-publishing because there's no certain amount of time for me to turn in my manuscript so it's on my own time i get to finish my own manuscript my own time the only thing is hiring an editor for them to actually, you know, go through the process of editing the book. And then from there, just upload it on Kindle Direct Publishing through Amazon. But yeah, definitely first-time authors, I would suggest going through the traditional publishing company mm-hmm. at first. Awesome. I'm sure that's sound advice for our listeners. So thank you for sharing that. And just to piggyback a little bit, um, can you talk about a little bit more of your experience uh, with the editing process? I'm an editor, so I'm always interested to know (laughs) what authors, you know, feel about that process. And for me, working with clients, I know um, it's not necessarily the cheapest part of publishing. So I think some authors say they skip it. Well, I don't have the money to pay for that, so I'm not going to get an editor. So what did your experience look like, and what do you recommend to authors when it comes to editing? Now, my portion books, I don't hire a an editor mm-hmm. just because it's my different, it's a different style of writing. Right. And maybe a lot of editors, 
you're not going to understand the language. It's <laughs> very, very different. So um, I kind of skipped it as in part on my poetry books. Right. My children books, same thing. I don't really use an editor for my children books mm-hmm. because it's, it's for kids. So it's kind of kind of to the point. But now for my fiction books, honestly, in the past, I haven't really had a professional editor to really look over my work mm-hmm. because of finance, you know, couldn't really afford an editor back then. Um, I have a, I did wrote another book. It's completed. Mm-hmm. I haven't published it yet because the ed- editing process was so tedious. Um, the person I hired mm-hmm. and of course I had to format it and everything. And it was just a lot you know, a different, a different um, process for what I was used to. So I kind of put that book off, you know, off to the side for right now because I'm focused on getting my children book out. But the process, I guess it depends. I mean, it is kind of expensive. I'm I'm not going to lie. That's the only part. Um, Not saying I hate, but it's just (laughs) the financial part of it, you know, not being able to afford Mm-hmm. Um, editors, because I know a lot of authors can't afford it, so mm-hmm. it's just, I guess, about just trying to find somebody who can do a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, you still got to pay. But I know it's a very, very important process mm-hmm. when edit- when publishing your book, especially a you know fiction book like that. So right. it, it just depends. Like I said, my poetry right. book and children book, I don't get editor, but mm-hmm. for my fiction. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, try to work out a plan on something. Uh, right. So do so for your poetry and children's book, how did you go? Did you edit those yourself? Actually, yes, I did. Okay. Now for, I think it was for my first or second, I might have did have an editor, but it was like my old professor from college. Okay. And I don't think she really knew how to edit poetry, but so I stopped hiring okay. the editor for poetry. But yeah. <laughs> I edit myself. Okay. And that is also another option as well. So um, like we both already stated, it can be expensive to hire an editor. If for some reason you're not able to, um, I definitely recommend, you know, attempting to self-edit or if you have someone in your network who'd be willing to do it for you, a professor, teacher, um, you know, someone who has a good handle of whatever language you're writing in. That's what I would recommend if for some reason an editor is not Um, available to you or if you're not able to afford one. So even if you can't hire a professional, there are other ways to get your work edited. And that's the point that I, that I want to make sure that people understand um, and that it's, you know, important to have somebody look it over like a second pair of eyes. So thank you for giving us your feedback and you're welcome for the editing piece. Um, So I know that you write several genres and you did say you're currently working on a children's book, correct? Yes. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? When it's um, I know you said it will be available in September, but if you could just write a little info about it. Well, basically, I'm working on a children's book series. Um, well, Patricia, well, the first children's book, um, part of that, Patricia's Guardian Angel, and then the one that will be released in September is called Patricia's Visit to the Hospital, and it's basically about a little girl living with sickle cell and of course throughout the book it just tells a story of how she manages pain how she's hospitalized i mean what people or kids go through 
when they have sickle cells. So like I said, it's part of a series, more of an educational book as well, because a lot of people in the community don't know about sickle cell or what sickle cell is. And because it's a kid's book, I have sickle cell. So I thought it would be really nice to kind of create a platform, create a series, you know, involving kids, you know, living with sickle cell. So, and of course, at the end of both books, I have like a little workbook, a little word search puzzle in this one, you know, fun exercise they can do with their parents, but it's just the lack of knowledge, you know, about sickle cell, because like I said, not a lot of people don't know about it, so I just want to educate not only, of course, other kids, but adults as well, so that's, that's um, that book will be coming out this September, which is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, so mm-hmm. I definitely want to have it, you know, definitely for September. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you're writing that story. And I'm sure there are, you know, a lot of children and parents who would love to to see that on right. the shelves. So I'm excited that that's going to be available. Thank um, you. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about sickle cell. I do know that it is, has a heavy impact on the African American community. Yes. Um, but I don't Definitely. know a whole lot about it. So thank you for bringing that to our oh, attention. And I'm looking welcome. forward to that coming out. I'll, I'll have to grab a copy. Um, thank and you. what platforms will that be available on? As far as the book when it's published? Yes, for sales, um, if someone wanted to buy it. I know Amazon definitely. Okay. I think, I'm trying to think of my publisher, what platform. I'm not sure. I know it was on his website. Okay. As well. Cool. Okay. the publishing website. I'm not sure if it's Barnes & Noble because for some reason I don't really check Barnes & Noble. I know Amazon and I know on um, Inner Child Press Publishing, their website, it will be available on that as well. Okay. So definitely. Good to hear. Awesome. So does writing typically energize you or exhaust you? Um, writing really is therapeutic for me, so it does energize me. Um, I know, well, poetry, because a lot of times when I'm, you know, going through something emotionally or mentally or whatever the situation may be, I kind of take that frustration out, you know, through poetry. But it, it really is a therapeutic type form for me. Um, it does energize me. In some ways, um, a lot of times I might not be in the mood to write, so of course, you know, I don't, but it's mainly a therapeutic form for me, for writing, so it does energize me when I want to let out some esteem, you know, let out some steam or emotions that I'm feeling. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm glad that it does energize you. That's exciting. And I'm sure that, you know, gives you a lot of motivation. Well, are there, are there any things that challenge you in writing or that you would consider your writing kryptonite? We're writing fiction stories. For some reason, I procrastinate a whole lot when it comes to writing fiction. (laughs) That's why I stick to children books and poetry and now um, begin to start nonfiction. But just writing fiction, I mean, it's not too hard. I mean, I have the ideas. I mean, my mind's always flowing with different ideas. It's just sitting down and actually, you know, writing it, you know, coming up with the characters and being detailed. It is a lot of work. So I procrastinate a whole lot with 
writing fiction. So I mean, I do want to write other, you know, fiction like urban Christian is a genre I do want to write because I, I enjoy reading urban Christian books and Christian stories is just time consuming for me. I don't know. It just, I just procrastinate a lot. That's why mm-hmm. I go write poetry and children books because it's easier for me. And then of course nonfiction because it's about, mm-hmm. you know, about me and my own past experience and stuff. So um, I actually did wrote a fiction story, a short fiction story. Um, but like I said, I had to put that to the back burner because I wanted to push out this children book and because the editing process was kind of tedious and I had to make a lot of changes and I just didn't have time yeah. to really finish it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that actually, because I also um, struggle with fiction. And like right. you said, it, you know, it takes a lot of energy to create and pull on your imagination yeah. uh, versus if you're writing nonfiction, you know, there's no, you know, you know, there's not that leeway, not that I have to make something up. It's all, all facts. You're just researching. So right. I'm glad that I'm not the only one <laughs> dealing with that. Um, I've written a, sh- I wrote a short story for an anthology. It's been a few right. years. I think it's about two years. And I remember how, um, how much I struggle with sitting down to write that. Um, but right. I think you just have yes. to, to find a space to do it, um, not force it, and you'll get it done. But that's definitely, definitely. a genre that <laughs> I struggle with as well. So yes, yes <laughs> we'll have to bounce definitely. ideas off of each other. <laughs> okay, so for you, um, do you personally believe in writer's block and why or why not? I sort of believe in writer's block. There are a lot of different times where I don't feel like writing and I'm going to go back to the poetry just because um, I try to challenge myself as much as possible when it comes to writing new poem, but sometimes I'm just not feeling it. It just, some days I'll, you know, I feel like writing and then some days I don't, but um, writer's block, I guess, if you're constantly thinking about the idea of what you're gonna write about, of course your mind does get tired. So of course no more ideas come out. But I would just, you know, just take a break and just go back to it because with me writing poetry, I haven't written anything new since last month. And the way that works, if I'm feeling creative or something comes to mind, then I'll just go ahead and write it. But I just can't really force it. So, I mean, you can get writer's block, but at the same time, you have to be motivated to write something as well. So what would you recommend to, you know, authors and writers who face writer's block? What things have worked for you to overcome it? Well, actually, just don't think about it too much. I mean, the creativity will come. Like, you might have an idea, and then, of course, jot it down. That's why a lot of, you know, writers and authors should keep a notebook, because not every day you're going to feel like writing, or you might not be in the mood to write. But when the idea comes to mind, which it will come to mind, just write it down. So don't, I, I would tell authors, don't stress about it. Don't become frustrated. You know, your mind's probably just tired, and then, or you're thinking about it too much, but it will come trust me, it will come. So just don't stress about it. 
fast. So I hope all of you listeners will take that advice. It's really good advice. Um, it's something <laughs> that I actually implement as well. So if I feel blocked, I just step away from it and come yes. back when you're ready. <laughs> exactly. So you did share, we know that you write poetry, you write children's stories. So who are some of the authors and writers that inspire you? Uh, I love, well, actually, I don't really have a favorite, favorite, actually, well, let me take that back. <laughs> um, this author, she writes, um, uh, Urban Christian, her name is Nikita Lynette Nichols. Um, I first started reading her book, um, the late Lady Elect series back at church when we started out book club for church and just reading Lady Elect, it is really, really good. So as far as writing Urban Christian, you know, she has definitely motivated me because all her books are really good. It keeps you captivated from page one. So I definitely like Nikita Lynette Nichols. Um, another one, I want to say her name right, Kim. I think it's Kim Tate Cash. She's another um, author that writes, she writes Christian books. Um, I won't. I don't know if it's urban Christian or not, but it is um, Christian genre. I started reading her book series last year, and it's really, really good. So those two authors for now definitely uh, motivated me as far as writing, you know, urban Christian stories. So definitely those two. Good, and I'm always excited and I'm interested to know. I'm interested to know which um, writers and authors inspire my guests. So thank right. you for sharing that. Hopefully um, our listeners will, you know, Google them and, and take a look at some of their work. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Rivers Girl brand, what what that means to you, why you started it? Um, anything else you want to share about your, your company? Yes. So basically uh, with my brand, I just, decided to come up with that name called Lassiness Rivers and I wanted something different and unique you know trying to be like other people I try to always you know try to stand out and create new things ideas so of course that Rivers girl um at Virginia State I was interning with someone in PR and her website was that Jones girl so that was you know motivation right there and year <laughs> about two years later I just kind of, you know, thought about it. I'm like, well, that Rivers girl. Mm-hmm. So at first it didn't stick, but I kept saying it over and over again. I'm like, well, that sticks. But I wasn't sure what I was going to do with that name. And then the brand part came about two years later. I decided to just name my business that Rivers girl brand. And basically that's consists of everything that I do offer like for one my books, of course. Um, I write for different other platforms and magazines and publications. So being a freelance writer for over 10 years, uh, I want to add that part of my brand. Then we have, of course, my magazine, Versify Magazine, which is a big part of my brand. And being a journalist, because I've been interviewing people since high school, being a part of the school newspaper, college paper, and other different, you know, publication as far as interviewing people so well actually it's called married to journalism and um i'll be doing some major projects with that later on this year and also my services i do offer writing services and design services such as creating newsletters for people who may you know want a newsletter for their business 
and also creating social media custom posts. So it's a lot of different things that's involved with my brand. Oh yeah, my YouTube, my YouTube channel, That Rupert's Girl Brand, because I do videos and upload different stuff, promo videos as well. So it's a lot going on with my brand. So, you know, I just need to get it LLC stamped, you know, make it yeah. more official. So I got so many things under my right. my brand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's basically what what the Rivers Girl brand is. Fantastic! I'm so glad to hear you mention the LLC. Um, it's very yes. important in protecting your brand, trademark, copyright. All of those things are very important. Um, especially for the African American African American community because so many of our assets are, um, you know, some or some of it's stereotype, but some of it is true that our assets consist of clothing and shoes. Yeah. Um, when in reality, we should have stocks and bonds and invest in companies and things like that. So I'm always excited to hear other Black people, um, you know, who recognize the importance of ownership, business ownership, entrepreneurship. Um, and right. myself, I filed my LLC in 2017. So I'm always um, excited when other people are recognizing they need to protect their intellectual. Definitely. So that's amazing. Um, and you mentioned Versify Magazine. Do you feature authors in that magazine for our listeners who might want to know? I do. Versify Magazine is for men and women of diversity, like different backgrounds that are business owners, entrepreneurs, and authors. So those are my three target target audience for um, the magazine. But yep, I do feature authors. Awesome. And if um, listeners or authors and writers, if they want to get in touch with you about that opportunity or keep in touch with you, what are the channels they can reach you? Well, they can always um, reach out to me um, on the website as well, versify.style. A lot of people have been, you know, reaching out through there with their own contact form. But if you want to, you can always email me, the Rivers Girl brand at outlook.com is the rivers r-i-v-e-r-z girl g-u-r-l brand b-r-a-n-d at outlook.com and they can email me directly if they want you know more information about i have different packages for business owners and entrepreneurs and then i have a separate one for author packages so they can always reach out to me email or they want to contact me through the website the contact form as well That'd be okay. great. And what's your website address? The website they can go to, well, specifically for the magazine is Versify, V-E-R-S-A-F-I dot style, S-T-Y-L-E. So it's Versify dot style. And they can go straight to that website. And then, of course, the menu, you'll see Versify promotion, promotional opportunities and advertisement on that. And they can click on it. And it has all the um, prices and information, everything you need to know, but they can always email me or reach out to me on the website as well. Okay. And do you have a separate website for the Rivers Girl brand that's different than Versify? Um, yes, I actually have what well, my actual website, which is everything is on it as well. My books, writings, everything is um, Patrice, P-A-T-R-I-C-E, Rivers, R-I-V-E-R-S.com. Now, I was thinking about changing that to that riversgirlbrand.com probably mm-hmm. later on 
you know, but yeah, it's patricerivers.com. I probably transfer it over to, you know, later down the line. Okay. That was Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us on Editor Knows Best. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for sharing your story, your motivations, giving um, recommendations and advice as well. And thank you all for listening to Editor Knows Best. Um, The show airs every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, anchor.fm slash editor knows best. Please visit the page if you would like to be a guest. The link is on that page as well. Uh, anchor.fm slash editor knows best. Thank you all again and be safe and be well.